I can't hear you. I, I'm not talking. Okay, now. Oh, I'm okay, talking. now I can. Well, <laughs> I can see your lips moving, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, tell me about it. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just uh, mind stuff. Uh, no, it was just yesterday. Um, one of my very good friends, they they've, they said and did some things that kind of crossed a big boundary with me, which uh, caught me off guard because we never fight and we know each other very, very well. Um, and so we have broke a, your rules. That's where we're starting. <laughs> well, they're not rules exactly. It's just. Just okay, felt they, hurt they, by it. They, they, they stepped, they put step or they put a foot into your territory. They crossed your line. Yeah, I suppose you could say okay. like that. All right. All right. Um, and so we haven't resolved it yet because I was caught off guard with it. And I just said, I just need some time to uh, think about it. And it was kind of going fine. I just kind of thought about it. I kind of resolved it in my head and I thought, okay, this is what I need to say. And there was no drama about it. But now I woke up this morning and it's just going round and round and round and round my head and I can't stop it. <laughs> it's just becoming very unwholesome instead of something productive. It's just become very kind of, yeah, it's just going round and round. Okay. Um, a very, very short answer is and this has a lot of if, ands, buts, and yeses, and a whole lot of stuff packed into it. But you could basically say it like this. According to whatever your bottom lines are, if uh, this line that they crossed is one of your bottom lines, then there's something to be done. The other thing, uh, but the easier and funnier way to say it is, is that if you can do without it, then get over it. <laughs> okay that's the way of looking at it so that means that we have to decide is it worth the fight that it's going to take to get their foot off of your land well i don't think we're going to fight about it i just want to talk to them about it <laughs> and just resolve uh okay just I don't need to fight. I just, but I can't talk. I don't want to talk to them about it today. And it's just that today it's becoming unwholesome because I'm kind of, I'm overthinking. I'm doing more than I need to. You, you know, you I've want thought of what. And you feel the sense of loss. Is that part of it? Yeah. Because that's something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that they put their foot on your territory. It's that you feel like you've lost something. Yeah. Okay. And that sense of loss then is a feeling that tends to drive us when in fact wisdom would be a better horse. Okay. So. The Buddha talks about, in fact, that sense of loss was because we were attached to something, we were holding something, and now it's gone, and we have that kind of sense of loss. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, then we can also reflect upon the fact that it was, a, in a sense, 
something that we were trying to protect or guard against anyway. And without even knowing what it is, the real question is, is can you do without it? Can you be happy without it? That's is, this <laughs> <laughs> is it absolutely essential for your happiness or can you do without it? Now, not no, just right not this essential. very minute because you still feel that sense of loss. But think yeah. about having done without it now for five or ten years and you, you've gotten over it. Are you going to still hold that same strong feeling of a sense of loss? and a sense of revenge because there's a whole nother way of looking at it and that is is that we can do this in the sense of seeing that it's just merely business to be done without having to deal with it in the sense that there's a push or a drive of the sense of loss and need built into it mm -hmm. So that we can deal with it is merely an, an issue or a task to be done that can be done wholesomely and possibly if you do the task wholesomely you'll more likely get the results that you're looking for than if you do it unwholesomely full of need and want and sense of loss well this is exactly why i wanted to bring it up because i didn't want to go and talk to him about it and then an unwholesome way because then it's just going to make everything more unwholesome so yeah right okay <laughs> well what we're talking about is nothing new here no i know <laughs> i mean how many people have felt like that they have had their uh, toes stepped on <laughs> or <Never> their <laughs> boundaries crossed or someone's got a foot on their territory or they have come too close or they have broken one of my rules or this is a social boundary or whatever it is either by uh word deed or thought okay whatever it is that they have done whatever boundary that it is that they have crossed one of the easiest ways of them uh no longer stepping on your boundary is to move your boundary which in, in some ways would be nothing more than stepping out of the way if it were something physical. Or if it was verbal, can you just simply step out of the way? In some cases, we uh, are in some societies, they use the language of how thick is your skin? Mm -hmm. Okay, if you have thick skin, that means that when they come and touch you, it doesn't bother you at all. But if you've got thin skin and they come and touch you, they've come too close. Yeah. All right, so uh, in that regard, we're talking about can you get the, um, uh, the attitude of being thick skinned? That they haven't destroyed you, have they? I mean, they haven't burnt your hair, have they? <laughs> they, they? They haven't taken your clothing yet, have they? I mean, you're still intact. I still see that you're with the same um, um, <clears throat> ivy in the background. So whatever it was that they came and stepped into, it wasn't all of that physical, at least as far as I can see. No, no, it wasn't physical. Okay. So, 
I think then that you can probably do without it. And with the right attitude, you can do without it very well. In fact, the attitude of a champion is, <laughs> but it didn't bother me a bit. Yeah, he did get in one punch, but I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> Barely touched me. Yeah. There is a there is a movie, a Monty Python movie called The Holy Grail. Do you know that movie? My you dad loved those movies. <laughs> okay. Look at the guard at the gate across the bridge. When the king was going across the bridge and the guard said, Halt, you can't go. They got into a sword fight. King cut one arm off. Never mind, it's a scratch. Then the king <laughs> cut one of the legs off. Never mind. I'll and stand on one leg with one arm and he's swinging his sword and then the other leg and then the guy is. And then when both arms and legs are cut off and the guy is still saying, come back here. We got to You cannot cross my bridge. You got to come back here and fight me and he cannot fight anymore. But he's got the attitude that's in a way a joke. But in another way. That's the way to live. Mm. Is that attitude of being a winner in the sense of barely a scratch? You can't touch me. Yeah. Or another way of looking at it is, can you move your boundary just a little bit so that they can keep their foot where it was, but now they're not touching you? Or think about it in the sense of thick skin. Or you can think about it in the sense of being the hero. The really tough dude, tough minded, strong mind, a Buddha mind. Hey, he didn't bother me. There was in fact a story of the Buddha. When someone came, a Brahmin came to insult him and did so for quite a long passage in in the suttas. And then, uh, uh, the Buddha asked him a question is, is that all oh, if you gave a dinner party and guest came and stayed for a while and then left for whatever reason, now who owns that food that you set up for your dinner party and the guest left without eating it? And the Brahmin says, well, it's my food. I I prepared it. I made it. And the Buddha then says, well, that's like then your anger. That mm. is yours and you try to give it to me as a guest and I don't accept it. If I don't accept your gift, then who owns that anger? Who's angry? That I don't accept your gift of anger. Yeah. Now, that's really, really heavy in a uh, way of, of unpacking. Um, um, but let's look at it from the opposite point. And that opposite point is what they call mudita in the Pali language. And mudita actually means sympathetic vibrations. And what it's really pointing at is the uh, our instinctualization for being socialized. In fact, socialization is down at the level 
uh, the instinct of the herding instinct. So with that socialization means that whoever feels the biggest controls everybody else's feelings that way. Okay, and there's many, many examples of that, but one clear example is if someone's angry, they won't ever to be angry. If somebody is having a pity party, misery loves company. Right? Ah, you got it right. This is called sympathetic vibrations or uh, the fact that feelings rub off. Now, whether they rub off in molecules that we breathe out, which is a possibility, or it can just be the socialization of the mind, that the mind sees verbal and uh, uh, visual cues and immediately feels the way that they're supposed to feel in order to get along with society. So if somebody comes angry, I'm supposed to be angry. Somebody some comes sad, I've got to pout with them and feel sad and join their misery and all of that kind of thing. However, if someone is dominant in joy, then they can spread that joy. That when they're spreading it, that's meta. So without you even telling me anything about what issue you've got, without explaining who these people were or any of that kind of stuff, it's always just a general, the same answer to all of life's questions. And that is, is that if I didn't need it, get over it, get my joy juice back and go back and make friends with them. And maybe if I have be friendly with them, then I will uh, that friendship and camaraderie will rub off and you will rebond in it. Never mind about what happened. Yeah. That you can literally forget about it. It's in the past now. I mean, whatever it happened, you survived, didn't you? Yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen you walking, so I don't know if you're limping or not. <laughs> and right now you're smiling. You're not being a big, having a big pity party about it right now. So recognize that you're not having a big pity party right now. They couldn't touch you. Mm -hmm. Isn't there a song? I mean, it's a rap song. Da 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 da. da you can't touch me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is what we're looking at. We're looking at, hey, let's have some positive thoughts here. And one of the positive thoughts is about no big deal. They couldn't touch me. Yeah. Yeah. And th that feeling of loss, well, you got along fine before you met it. You can get along without it now. You don't have to carry that sense of loss. And take a deep breath and say, yeah, I lost something. So what? I survived, didn't I? <laughs> and if, yeah. you really, if you've really lost it, if you've really lost it, then you possibly didn't need it in the first place. Mm. It's very easy to come so attached to these things. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's right. Look at what we're doing. Look at our attachment. And in fact, it was our own need and greed and attachment to that thing that gives us that sense of loss. 
and that one of the issues about it is, is that we almost always cling to something as if it were a survival issue. So that, oh, poor me, what's to do with me? Oh, I'll lose everything if I lose that one thing. And guess what? Now you've lost it. So what? You survived. You didn't need it after all. Yeah. And guess what? There's a lot of stuff that you can lose and still be quite okay. Or every time you lose something, you can feel bad. Which is yeah. what you've been through your whole life. Every time you've <laughs> lost something, you felt bad. You felt a sense of loss. Oh, poor me, what's to do with me? Oh, I can't do without it. And then you did without it. So in a way, you could say, well, now I recognize again. Wait a minute. Been there, done that. <laughs> this, this is all old news. <laughs> Except now we have a choice to change our attitude about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Okay. And if you pout and moan and lose, then not only that, but you're in danger of losing friends also. Oh, yeah, exactly. I don't want to lose this friend. <laughs> hey, all right. So don't lose the friends. Keep your mojo, keep your joy. You know, just brush this off. No big deal. Didn't matter what it was. You survived it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just needed reminding. <sighs> there is a tradition in the Japanese endos that has something to do, but not directly with the tea ceremony. And that if the tea ceremony is done with the same tea set over and over and over again, all the pieces are going to get chipped eventually. So knowing that that's going to happen, part of the ceremony in some cases, or even in a different kind of ceremony, the cups are intentionally chipped. So they're no longer perfect. Therefore, there's no reason for anyone to become upset because one of the cups got chipped. <laughs> okay. So now that you've been chipped and you know that, that means that you've graduated. Now you can really be useful because you've been chipped and you survived. Yeah. And it's okay to be chipped merchandise. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to, I think, get locked <laughs> on being non-chipped and perfect. <laughs> I know. We've got all of these ideals. We've got all of these rules. We set these boundaries high. Sometimes we set boundaries really high and then somebody else jumps over them and then we really have them. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then we'll all, yeah, and then it wasn't good enough and blah, 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 and yeah. <laughs> all right, so they didn't touch you. You can handle this. You've got mojo. You've got an attitude. You can... Take your mind out of the gutter and feeling with a sense of loss 
and thoughts of revenge and thoughts of getting it back and turn those into wholesome thoughts of friendship and getting over it and they can't touch me. Attitudes. So that now you can actually begin to practice what we've talked about in the sense of feeling safe and secure. You see, when we feel a sense of loss, part of the sense of loss is the fear. Or oh, if they can get that close, we better go hide in a cellar. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, yeah, it was just a chip. That was all. They can't touch me. Don't have to go hide in a cellar. Not afraid. Nothing to fear anyway. Whatever it was that they did, they can do it now 20 times and it's not going to hurt you. But in fact, you can get stronger every time they do it. More confident that you can handle that kind of stuff easy enough. Yeah. That that skin will grow thicker and thicker. With the right attitude. Yes. Yeah, and you can do that. All you have to do is remember, though, that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime that you decide that you're going to have your own private little pity party, even if it lasts a tenth of a second, you can catch that stuff and say, ah, right. I'm the champion here. Pity parties out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how to practice. Be on guard for these pity parties, this sense of loss, this sense of, oh, poor me, I've lost something. Because all you lost was that which you were clinging to. And the delusion is that it wasn't real in the first place, that what was really real was the fact that you were clinging. And now, guess what? You don't have to cling to that anymore. Yeah. Let it go. Say goodbye. Mm. <laughs> There is a song that has a line. The name of the song is Bobby McGee, sung, sung by Chris Christopherson and many other sing, uh, singers. And in the song Bobby McGee, there's a line that says that freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. And freedom was all she left for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> so. That's the way of looking at it, in fact, that freedom is actually nothing left to lose in the sense of what is it that you can ha go missing without having to have that sense of loss so that things come and go. Mm. In fact, the line is easy come, easy go. Because freedom is having nothing left to feel a sense of loss over. 
And so in a way, this thick skin, this can't touch me is a real freedom. Yeah. Is when you talk about thick skinned, I think about people who are very, I mean, I don't think you mean it in this way, but for me, the association is with people who are very kind of hard and unfeeling and um, well, perhaps we yeah. need a different metaphor for you then, well shielded. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of see it, that to be, to be able to be really open to the world, yet things can't touch you. That sounds like a good way to be. But... Right. I've always been very open, but things have, I've, I'm quite kind of, I'm very empathic and sensitive. And so things have touched me very easily throughout my life. And so then I would put up a big kind of uh, wall, a defensive mechanism, but it wasn't a wholesome one. You know, it was kind of, it was, it was a coping mm -hmm. mechanism. And so then I became very detached from myself and from other people and from life and all of this. Um, so yeah, it's trying to learn how to be open. Detached, but yet. there was no joy in Mudville. It was Mudville, yeah, but there was exactly. no joy in Mudville. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So instead of being really open and joyful, um, and yet you're still you've got that resilience and strength to not just be blown over by a little wind. And that this exactly. Is the well, now that you know that, you can add that to your pile and make that part of the joy. Because you did, you did get go through Mudville, but you survived it. Even if you had no joy in Mudville, looking back upon it, and you says, hey, man, I did that. I just felt bad when I was doing it. Next time, we can have some more joy in our Mudville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically because I've no had guarantee that. that there's not going to be any more Mudvilles. The guarantee is I can handle every Mudville that comes. Instead of just yeah. going into kind of defensive mechanisms, you can kind of exactly. deal with it openly uh, instead. And to recognize that that defense mechanism is put into gear because of fear. Yeah. There's a line of poetry in there someplace, but never mind. <laughs> um, that fear mechanism then is what springs that defensive maneuver into place. If we're on the other side of that in the sense that there's nothing to fear here because they didn't get us, they didn't scratch us. Or there's another way of looking at it, which is slightly different in appearance, but it's exactly the same thing. And that is that there's a sutta, I think it's number 64 in the Majjhima Nikaya, and in there is the story of someone being shot by an archer with an arrow and his friends are around. And so they immediately call a physician who comes. And when the physician is about to pull the arrow out, never mind where it was, uh, he says, wait a minute, before you take the arrow out, let's inspect this arrow, see what it came from. What was the kind of bow? What was the archer dressed like? Why did he shoot me? 
what kind of bow did he shoot me with and all of that kind of stuff. And the physician says, do you want to go into the past to try to figure out what happened or do you want me to pull the arrow out now? Now, this is a story of the Buddha that many people do that. When we have pity parties, we get wrapped into about the past. So what we've been wounded. Are you going to lay there wounded, worried about who wounded you? Or are you going to pull that arrow out and heal yourself right up? Your choice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's a beautiful expression right there, because that wounded is, in fact, um, it's it's not so much that there's a lot of real arrows around, it's that we get wounded in the mind or wounded in the heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that sense of loss of, oh, poor me, is there. And that we can, in fact, with uh, mindfulness and the right attitude and the right effort, pull those feelings out with gladdening thoughts. And the gladdening thought in this case is, can't touch me. <laughs> yep, pull that arrow right out. We'll heal right up. Never mind. Start again. <laughs> or as they say in one of the songs, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and start all <laughs> over again. Lots of quotes from songs today. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of this is good advice. The problem with good advice is, is that we never remember to take the good advice when we need it the most, because we're too busy worried about who shot me and how did it happen and why did they do it? Yeah. That's the thing in this day and age with the internet and everything, we're not short of information or advice or anything like that with it's the skills to implement that into your life and actually change that is the problem. <laughs> exactly so. That's the sati. That's the wake up and recognize, hey, you're feeling bad and nobody else is feeling bad. Only you are doing that. So mm-hmm. that issue with the uh, the Brahmin coming anger with the, the Buddha can be seen in both directions. One is, is that whatever they did Whatever the Brahmins are doing, the Buddha just, you can't touch me. I don't accept that kind of gift, your anger. Okay. But the other side of it is, is that now here you are offering up your feeling of loss and longing and nobody's buying it. (laughs) And so you're left with it. Yeah. Or the worst part of it still is, is that if you can talk somebody into having it, then now you've got them miserable like you are. Now you can have two. Now you have a real party, a pity party, because you've got somebody else to feel bad along with them, with you. And everybody can sit around saying, "Ain't it awful about those people over there that did what they did to you?" Yeah. I mean, the psychologists have studied all of the various things about this in in TA, the transactional analysis about uh, interactions and behaviors of people. But it always is based upon whether you're going to mind 
whether you were shot with an arrow or not. They call it the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. So you've been wounded. You survived. <laughs> You've been wounded. Yeah, okay. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. <laughs> or you can say, go ahead, Doc, pull that arrow right out. We'll heal right up. Everything's okay. Just can't touch me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you have okay. the skills to change your attitude you do have those skills now you can change your attitude i wish you do that several times in our conversation yeah see i just needed reminding <laughs> awesome that's what it's all about. Rekindle <laughs> that little fire you've already got going. Just relight it. Yeah, you yeah. can handle that. Yeah. Okay. You Been survived helpful. that one. Wow, yeah. you got through it all right. You're going to make it, girl. You you got it going now. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now we can work on the other side. What are you going to do now that you don't have to have the blues? Now you can go off and have a, a real party. <laughs> Maybe you can invite some friends. Yeah. Have them over for supper. <laughs> Get them drunk or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead. Party, go have some friends because you don't have to worry about any old wounds, they'll heal. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll go do that then. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, this has been fun. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you. This has been good. Yeah, it has. Thank it, you. It, again. The next time you you fall down, call me and we'll pick you right up and dust you right off and set you <laughs> right down the road again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll speak to you soon then, and I will see if I can make it on Sunday. I'm not sure what's okay. happening on Sunday yet, but if I'm free, I'll I'll join. All right. We'll we'll straighten that out. Okay. Great. Okay. I'll let you know about how to get on uh, the Skype call. Okay, see you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.